Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. You know, one of the reasons I started recording these episodes was to really spread awareness and education and empowerment to the world about chronic pain. And certainly that is my goal with this episode because people who don't have chronic pain literally have no clue what it's like. And those who do have chronic pain are really struggling with isolation. When you have chronic pain, the isolation, at least in my opinion, is the silent killer. The thing that eats away at you is, is the feeling that no one gets it. No one understands your condition, which can be super scary. No one understands really what you're going through, or what you're feeling. And it seems like no one believes you. Uh, and not only that, it feels like you're, you're the only one, like you're in this alone. And so today I want to do something a little out of the ordinary for me and what I normally do, but I hope that those of you listening who have chronic pain are able to connect with us today, because today I'm going to share a journal entry that a current client of mine wrote many years ago as an expression of how chronic pain has affected her life. It's a beautiful piece of writing, and she gave me permission to share it with you, and I believe it will be something that, uh, I hope that it will be something that you can really connect with. I hope that it's something that you can relate to and at least feel like even just for a moment or even just for a short moment that you're not alone in your struggles. So I will be reading that piece in a little bit, but before I do that, as I was kind of preparing for this episode today, I was getting really fired up. And so I have a few things that I want to say before I share this piece of writing. Um, and I think it's, go I'm probably going to be more or less going on a rant today uh, about this, but um, it's because life with chronic pain is really unlike anything else. You know, it's something that most people have no clue how vastly and deeply it affects uh, a person's life. Like people literally have no clue how significant of an impact pain has on literally every aspect of life, right? Like it's not just like it affects your physical body. It's your mental health. It's your, it affects your ability to think, to remember, to process emotions, to problem solve. It affects your mental well-being. It changes the wiring in your brain and alters your mood and your reaction time. And in that way, it changes your whole identity. It changes what you can and can't do, who you can be friends with right? Like who, you, where you can and can't go. It affects your ability to work. It impacts your education, your career, and your earning potential. It affects your relationships, your role as a mom, a wife, a daughter, a friend. It affects your sex life. It affects your food choices, what you eat and how you spend your money. 
right? It affects how you spend your time. It affects your leisure activities and what you do for fun. And most of the time, that means that there is no fun. It affects your spiritual life and your relationship with God, and it changes how you view yourself. And while I'm on a rant about this, I just want to mention that the reason we have this problem is partly because culturally and in the medical system, we still aren't able to see the full pain picture. And what I mean by that is pain is complex and the lens through which we view pain shapes our thoughts and our beliefs and our expectations about it. Okay. And in my program to my clients, I teach that there are technically three lenses through which we can view pain. There's the biomedical or biomechanical view of pain. There's the psychological view of pain, and there's the neurological view of pain. When we view pain through the biomechanical lens, we see structural problems or mechanical problems, and we treat pain using mechanical solutions like medications, injections, surgery, and physical therapy. When we view pain through the psychological lens, we see the relationship between pain and mental health or mood or depression, anxiety, fear, irritability, things like that, right? And when we view pain through the neurological lens, we see how the nervous system plays a role in communicating and generating the experience of pain. And I think the problem is that we as a society have no clue that this neurological lens even exists. You see, the pain involves all three parts. It always involves all three parts, the biomechanical parts, the psychological parts, and the neurological parts. It always has all three elements. But the healthcare system and our society, our culture, only tries to view pain through this biomechanical or biomedical lens. And the problem with that is that when pain can't fully be explained with biomechanical principles or through structural or mechanical problems, then what we do is we shift all of our attention to the psychological lens. So say, for example, maybe you have a disc bulger or some kind of a bone spur, but your doctor says that there's no way that your pain, the pain that you described could be caused by the kind of disc bulge that you have. So in that case, all the focus shifts from the biomedical or biomechanical lens and right into the psychological lens, right? Well, if we can't see anything structurally or mechanically wrong with you, it must be all in your head, right guys? You're too depressed. You're too anxious. You're to blame for your pain. I don't believe you're in the pain that you say you're in. And there's no way that you could be in that kind of pain. And now we're just going to consider your pain as a psychological problem. This is a huge problem that leads to so much stigma because as our culture, our society, we are so ignorant to the fact that there is this neurological lens at all. And when you don't fit perfectly into the biomechanical lens, which is very often the case with chronic pain, all the attention, all the focus gets shifted into the psychological lens. And this is a huge problem. That means that we're, as a society, we are missing a huge part of the pain problem that can be addressed. We are neglecting this entire neurological component of the pain problem. We're ignorant to the fact that there is another scientific physiologic explanation for this, and there is something we can do about it. Guys, this is detrimental. That means that so many of you listening the millions of people suffering with stubborn, persistent pain are just going to continue to not get the care needed 
by neglecting the nervous system and are just going to continue getting blamed, shamed, and stigmatized for having a pain condition that is, quote, all in their head. And what's worse, this blaming, shaming, and stigmatization is leading to more and more isolation and trauma and medical trauma. And you know what? All of that, all of that contributes more to the worsening of nervous system sensitivity. It makes pain worse because we need community. We need connection. We need to feel safe. We need to feel understood. We need to be believed and actually feel like our health concerns were acknowledged and not brushed under the rug and labeled as a mental health problem. Because when we do that, we only make things worse. We only add fuel to the chronic pain fire. The stigma and the isolation is part of the problem that actually makes your pain worse. The isolation starts with fear, disability, and then it progresses to fatigue. But then over time, you learn that the only way to go on with your life is to mask pain. So people with chronic pain are able to do incredible amounts of things while in exceeding amounts of pain. Someone on social media just the other day asked me, do you really believe that someone can be in a 10 out of 10 pain while sitting and having a conversation? And I, I, it's, it's remarkable. Yes. I believe that that is possible because I have been the person they're having the conversation with. I've spoken to people who are in 10 out of 10 pain while I'm talking to them. And it is not appearing as we're traditionally thought it should look right. I see we have these expectations of what pain should look like. And it's based on our previous experiences of pain and based on what's portrayed in the media. And that shapes what we think pain should look like. And that means that if someone has an experience, long-term pain, severe, intense, debilitating pain on a daily basis for years, they have no clue that it is very possible to get really good at hiding it and hiding the pain. People hide their pain as a means to fit in. They do it, number one, to try to be productive and go back to work and get shit done and try to have some semblance of a normal life. And number two, they do it to avoid making other people feel uncomfortable. You know, when people ask, like, how are you? The only acceptable response is some version of I'm good or I'm fine. No one actually wants to know how you're doing if things are less than good or fine. People don't know how to handle uncomfortable conversations that involve suffering, struggling, or pain. And so we are a pain averse culture and we don't have enough time or energy or empathy to ask someone how they're doing and actually genuinely care about how they're really doing enough to hear all the hard parts. People hide their pain because they're just tired. They're tired of explaining something that can't really be explained. And they're tired of trying to explain something that isn't really well understood. There's still a large group of people who don't believe that fibromyalgia is real or that it has any physiologic explanation at all. There's still a large part of the population that thinks that pain can be psychosomatic or that people make up their pain or exaggerate their pain. And I'm sure that that happens in certain circumstances, but it's probably quite rare. Uh, and it's just, it's not the people who have chronic pain who are exaggerating or making it up. If anything, they're minimizing their pain and hiding it away and making it seem smaller than it really is to them. And so as a means to really just avoid having to explain something and avoid the questions, the looks, the stigma, it's easier to not say anything about the pain anymore. It's easier to just hide it away, stuff it down and pretend that it's not there. And there's a slight benefit to all that, right? Doing that allows those with chronic pain to at least feel like they're in community. 
instead of talking about pain and bringing up a problem that people just don't understand and aren't comfortable talking about, they pretend everything is normal as a way to assimilate and to fit in and feel connected to others, even though they're faking it. And I hope you can see that all that has to do with the fact that as a society, we are trained to only be able to view pain through that biomedical or that biomechanical lens. And when things don't really fit into our predetermined beliefs of what your condition should look like, all that blame gets shifted into the psychological lens because we're ignorant to the fact that there is this third lens, the neurological lens that we also need to be able to view pain through. We need to be able to view pain through all three lenses, but ignoring the neurological lens oftentimes leads to the stigma because culturally we, we can't comprehend that if your pain can't be explained through a biomechanical perspective, it must be psychological. And so in order to avoid that kind of stigma, people with pain just hide it. They avoid talking about it so they don't have to try to explain it or rationalize it or justify their experience that will never really be understood in the first place. So you mask it, you hide it, you assimilate and try to fit in because you don't want to be put in that psychological bubble. So I want to end this rant today by reading a piece of writing that one of my current clients wrote about her experience with pain several years ago, because to those of you listening with chronic pain, there are really many of you out there feeling alone with no help. And I want to share this also because it will help spread awareness of the experience of pain to others, both to health professionals and lay people who don't really get it, but want to learn. And so I'm just going to read this piece to you, this piece of writing today. And I think today what I'm going to do is I just want to read this piece and I'm going to really just let you sit with it and meditate on it and process it. This piece was written four years ago by a current client of mine named Amanda, and it's called the presence and presence of pain. And I really hope that you can find yourself in your journey, wherever you are right now, at some point in this story, I hope you can find where you're at right now in this story and connect with it. And just to give you, um, just to give this piece, the space to exist that it deserves, I'm going to share it. And then I'm just going to sign off today and not say anything after. Okay. So here it is the present and presence of pain by Amanda Gieve. Imagine that your whole life has been changed, thrown upside down, inside out from the very core of your soul, your deepest beliefs to the outer surface of your skin, your very shell, leaving you in constant fear and a state of self-doubt like nothing else. The day begins and you never know what extreme pain it may bring. Your eyes are open in the early morning and the game begins. So around and around you go as the mind starts to kick in. The body responds to what lingers within. Is this real, a physical or deeper ingrained emotional thing? Just to sit, step, lay, or walk hurts. To have no break, basic tasks are now berserk. Every moment in every day, in every way, there is a screaming louder and louder so that you have to stop, listen, and care. You have to give up what you know is your life, love, and everything you think you know so that this can be addressed if you choose to dare. Every moment you begin to think of a way to make it change, to stop it feeling so ingrained, so unchanged, so permanent. The doctors, the internet, the therapists, the medication, the physio, the acupuncturist, or any other research or expert to explore the cure. The do's, the don'ts, the conflicts making it further insecure. Over and over, you think of what it could be. What does it feel like? What does it do? 
What is the pattern and how long and bad could it be? Most of all, why me? There's a journey of investigations, treatments, hope to take back control, but only be left with none of those. The fear is rife and it causes so much more than pain in your body and mind, but in your life with those you love causing nothing but strife. Relationships suffer along the path to what you think is moving, feeling free of the chains of this awful never ending pain. Anger builds and rages within resentment and regret for the way you may have contributed to what you have become. You think of days that you were healthy, happy, and so ungrateful for every single second of being physically able. You are consumed with making this right, fighting and resisting everything that it throws at you as not to succumb. It takes its toll, and so you have lost the you that you think you are, the you that you thought you knew. There is no hope. There is no cure. So now you are alone and you will just block it all. You'll pretend that it isn't happening. It will disappear if you change the focus so you ignore and adjust your mental status. Then you are somebody new, an unfamiliar kind of you, the other extreme of the girl and the life you knew. A life that's been completely changed, completely lost and broken for sure. The pieces fall apart and you start to know that ignoring this pain is certainly not the way to go. The all or nothing approach is classic of the girl you know. Then in a shift, you have no idea how you drift towards. You start to know that perhaps there are other ways to approach this ordeal. Slowly, you bring yourself to open up to further possibilities that exist away from the ideas that are the general gist. As you open your mind, take a friend's advice in kind, you start to accept that this is a journey and a lesson rather than something to build aggression. So you start to explore and truly listen to your body and what it is asking for. You surround yourself with new approaches, new people, a new way to live, accept and notice this pain. And so you gradually stop the fight. You try to live in a present to challenge the ways the girl you knew would handle this lesson. To accept that pain can teach us something, that the mind is a powerful tool to help us in and out of this pain. Now, the once battle you start to understand relates to the brain, emotions, life experiences, injuries inside and out. They are truly key to this pain and its rattle. Perhaps it is time to take a stand and appreciate all that you are without the need to judge or fear from afar. So the time has come to work on what is hard. What is the last thing that you feel you could now injure? To accept that pain is real from any source, there is no shame in how you feel it or how you got to where you are. What is important is to live in the now, to take what you can from this lesson somehow, to grow and adapt, to accept who you are and find a love that will accept the pain, who you are or anything else that can be gained. The journey is long. There are no guarantees of a permanent cure. However, there is something available that is much more pure, a deeper understanding of the body and mind, a love for yourself that you yearn and an egress to learn. The road is long and hard, but most of the time you are not sure that there are ways to find hope to live a different life that does not always mean pain and strife. It takes just one person to take the time to truly understand where you are, where you have been and who you can become. The kindness and understanding, the time to listen and help you heal, to point you down a path that is right from the start. They teach you to trust, to learn, and to love, to, and to accept. They teach you self-respect. 
They truly are something to aspire towards. If only they knew how to have helped your cause. So now imagine that your whole life has been changed, thrown upside down, inside out from the very core of your soul, your deepest beliefs to your outer surface of your skin, your very shell. Your eyes are open in the early morning and so the game begins. The pain is rife from inside and out. Now learn to embrace the fear, the doubt, and the lessons it will bring. Start the day in the best way you can. Meditate, find something calming, gratitude kind of ground. Be as kind to yourself as you can. Address the things that make you feel so unsound. On the road you go, feeling is just as shaky as the first time round. Let your mind heal you. Trust that your body is exactly where it needs to be right now and is sound. Learn to love the pain and who you are right now. Let this be the way you shape the person you will become to know, perhaps the one you were always meant to bestow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.